You're listening to the Ute Preview Show with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard. It is your Ute Preview Show. More importantly, Frank Dolce is here. Look at this. The rest of the night. Do we have some holy music that we can play as Frank? I think it's a little disingenuous for you to make <laughs> these, crack these jokes about whether or not I'm going to attend. Oh, it's so funny. I, I mean, I, I look forward to listening to you guys on a daily basis. I hang on every word that you no, say. you don't. I hold you both in the, in the highest esteem. And I, I, I wish like I could I, show people. How many times I feel in the like middle of my show, I get a text from Frank Dolce that says, do you realize what you just said is stupid? I, <laughs> I wish you could show that, too. <laughs> I wish you could. Do you realize how stupid you sound right now? But that's just me trying to be helpful. <laughs> oh, Don't man. take that like in an... That's a positive. Uh, well, it always is. Because like, that will get you back on track. Because then I double-check myself and I think, oh, WWFD. Right. What would, what would Frank right. do? What would Frank right. do here? You know. And so I always go back to that. How are you? Good. How's, I'm uh, doing well. Thank how's, you. How's the kids? How's the world of sports, man? They're, yep. Everyone's doing well. They're busy? all busy. Busy. Yeah, it's busy. On the soccer pitch? It's busy on the pitch. Uh, we and we just finished up a golf season. So, how in tune are you with the game of soccer? Outside of like Watching, club and yes, I'm not. I'm not very in tune with the professional game of soccer because I've had two kids I, play it, and it doesn't mean that I'm in tune with. Yeah, it. I don't. I prefer the European version. To the do you sit down MLS and version. do you sit down and watch a Premier League game? I will, like, like Arsenal and Tottenham. I will. Those are Premier League teams, right? I I don't know. Like I don't know all of the leagues, and but but when there's like I don't know where Man U and all those guys. Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Is that a team? Yes, it is. <laughs> Very much. So, so I but but I'll watch those games, and you know, there's certainly guys like. It's been kind of interesting, and I don't. I'm I'm speaking out of school a little bit, but you know, Ronaldo's changed teams, and and now there's a there's some controversy with Ronaldo and the manager of his current team, which is Man U, and he's not starting. Which doesn't make a lot of sense, but he keeps when he's in, he scores a lot of goal. I mean, so I follow sort of that sort of stuff, and those guys are like they're fun to watch. The skill level is unbelievable. The thing that I can't get around with soccer, yeah, is if any other sport managed their sport. The way soccer manages it during game time, you would never get through a contest. Could you imagine if on any given football play, somebody decided that whatever small bump 
is that's going to cause them to fall down on the ground and roll around <laughs> yeah. and wait for the person with the magic spray to come onto the field. You'd never get through a football game. Yep. Can I tell you my biggest qualm with soccer? And I wish that soccer could figure this out. And, Scotty, I want to get your, your thought on this, too. In, in every major sport, the NFL, mm-hmm. NBA, Major League Baseball, they've all forced it to be more offensive. More, more offense, more scoring. You know, NBA can't hand check, can't stand lane, can't do this and that. Football can't hit a quarterback, can't put your helmet on a guy, can't big hit. They they want more scoring. Soccer's like, nope, keep it low. Yeah, like one zero. Do, do more. Two, one. Take take away the offsides and let it let them cherry pick. Why not? Just let them cherry pick because if one's doing it, the other's doing it. Yeah. I I wonder how that would I wonder how that would change the game if it could change the game, um, the the offside rule in particular. And by the way, this one nil doesn't do it for me. Uh, well, I mean I I do enjoy a good soccer match, but but uh, no no nobody with regard to the offside rule. It's like nobody gets it. No one can explain it. No one Stupid. understands it. Stupid. No one ha- knows how to call it. And like, even when you do the VAR, it it's still like they don't always get it right. I mean, I think you should be able to like set screens and stuff for get guys open down too. That's what you I'm know? saying. Make it a more offensive game. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Scotty, can you imagine if someone set a screen for Ronaldo? Yeah, set a pick play. Yeah, you know? set a pick. Okay, yeah. that's great. I love the concept. And here goes R- Ronaldo looping right. off of the screen. He's down. But what about the guy who just got picked? He is now rolling around yeah. on the turf, holding his, you know, some, he's like holding his back, some area, his knee or his shin that is so damaged that he can't figure out how to, he's going to be able to get up and manage playing again for several minutes and then he gets up and he's full speed by the way all of these guys that go down with these unbelievable in injuries in every single soccer game do you ever see the injury report after the game it's always clean it's always, oh yeah it's always clean, it's always a clean like sheet. every time these guys go down you could bet your house that that's a that's a career-ending injury that has just occurred yep Anyway, well, let's Frank, move off of uh, yes, soccer, which I, do, we, which I do enjoy. We didn't get to uh, chat with you during the off, the uh, bye week? We yeah. did chat, but only for one Just one for minute. one quick minute. Yeah. Um, I just want to get your thoughts. First of all, did you ever go through, like, true tragedy in the middle of a season? Did you ever have to deal with something to this level? Well, oddly enough, uh, when I was in high school... We were playing against Hawthorne High School uh, on Halloween night. This would have been in 1986, 87, 86, and uh, and we were getting we were getting we were getting beaten up. Um, these were back in the days when Curtis Conway played at Hawthorne High School. Oh, yeah, Chicago Bear. He was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good, uh, USC Trojan, and and um, near the end of the game, the Hawthorne coach started putting in some reserve players, and uh, at the end of one play, one of the reserve linemen uh, stood up, and uh, his eyes rolled back, and 
that was it. He's he gone. went down on the field. Uh, and we're all on the field, you know, yards away from this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously emergency personnel rushed on the field. And um, later that, well, later that evening, they, they announced that he had, he had passed. So, uh, so, and that was, I mean, <laughs> there's just no way to put words around that experience and how people, different people manage it and go through it. And so the, the thing that the, the thing that I remember most about that is that happened on a Friday evening on a Monday, we get together as a team and we have an opportunity and they had a facilitator in the room. We had an opportunity to voice all of our thoughts about it. And we had an opportunity as a group to kind of work through it. And I thought that was helpful. Well, that's interesting because that was in the 90s, 80s, late 80s, late 80s. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that they had a help help you know like that in the late 80s that's impressive it was and so uh and then afterwards everyone had the opportunity everyone had a a phone number uh, Mm. that they could call and reach out and make an appointment if they were experiencing trauma because that's trauma you watched a a teammate fall right in the middle of a game yeah yeah so uh so yeah i mean that's the closest that i've ever been to, to something like that and it is traumatic and it does give you, you know, like a little bit of life perspective. You know, what are the important things? Win, winning's important. I mean, I, I, there's absolutely winning's important, but but there are there are more important things. And um, and so, as this team tries to rebound again from a tragedy in two in less than ten months. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the I'm curious about the headspace of this football team. It's been a difficult season. L- high expectations have not been met. You have a, a a a starter, a leader on the team leave the team after a few weeks. This has been a vi- like it's yeah, that's been glossed over pretty quick, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's been much bigger issues since then. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's a traumatic experience. Yeah, that's a good and point. so, and so, I'm curious about kind of the headspace of this football team. And you know, I watch, I watch Coach Whittingham, and I see him on during the interviews and and stuff. I don't know what you guys think, but it feels to me like, and he's been through a lot. It feels to me like um, he has weight on his shoulders mm-hmm. trying to manage all of this mm-hmm. all of this stuff did you see him and yeah i thought his comments were incredible at the vigil mm-hmm. but he and he's had a couple of these things that he's addressed people at and and had to talk about the situation and he's wearing it heavy yeah heavier than i've ever seen him wear anything yep. um i do know that this team is gonna have a chance to go out and I, well, I believe, and Scotty, is that, is that accurate? Monday they're flying out? Yes. Yes. To go yeah, viewing. correct. So. Uh, that wasn't the case, but I don't know what changed, but they are getting a – Mark Harlan is setting up a charter, so Monday, and I'm sure it'll just be a fly in, go to the go funeral, to the fly right back. Yeah. So I don't think that 
Utah could do anything more than they've done. Mm-hmm. I just feel like administration, coaches, players, they've poured the heart into it, and they've put the time and attention into it. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's all better. Yeah. That What that means is we have to see how this does affect it. I mean, the only way to really understand how this – because every team is different. Mm-hmm. Every player is different. The only way to really see how this affects this team is standing back and watching. I mean, we're going to get a real feel for it come Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Yeah. How much this did affect this and, team. And it can go either way, too. Like, I, I – and, and look, obviously, I never played college football, so I have no idea – the intense level of preparation and focus you have to be to be successful at that level and but to me it just seems like it's a hard ask for these guys to play really quality football after something like that but also conversely it could go the other way i mean it could be a a bonding you know like hey we got something to play for now and it could go the other way i could see it and 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 if it goes sideways on them i won't blame them one one way or or at all if it does absolutely Absolutely. I mean, I uh, obviously I, I'd like to see Utah be successful and go out and win a bunch of games and rally and all of that stuff. And and I think that's reasonable. Like, I think they could do that. And and I think that's how the coaching staff is trying to to manage this is like, hey, you know, this is this is what Aaron would have wanted us to move on to rally around this situation to uh to to come together as a team and to fight through this these obstacles i mean that's that's kind of what sports athletics is all about you know you figure out a way through the difficult very difficult times but this is an extraordinarily difficult time well i wish that they were coming back against colorado or coming back against cal or coming back against arizona yeah but now guys you look at this stretch that they've got, and Oregon State is a very good team right now. I don't want to play Oregon State. Oregon State's a very good team. Yeah. Right now, in front of them, they have four of the five best teams in the Pac-12 in a row. Four mm-hmm. of the five of the best teams in the Pac-12 in a row. Yeah. And the, the question is going to be asked, okay, how do you respond? Well, USC is going to answer some of those questions but you've got USC, Arizona State, Oregon State, UCLA, and Stanford. Sorry, five of the top six teams in the Pac-12 right now in a row. Mm-hmm. Because Stanford has now panned out. They've got some really big wins. USC, we'll talk about them in depth. Oregon State's doing what they're doing. UCLA had that big win at the beginning of the season. and Arizona State's very good. That's their five games, guys. Mm. So... I know we're asking, well, how do they respond? If if there is a, a shortened response, then all of us are going to be coming on air, and we're going to be giving them a little bit of a leeway. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I can't. In my film review, I'm going to be. I'm going to have a really tough time coming down and harping on this team. Yeah. Because they've got five games, and they've got tragedy, and this. I just don't know. I, like, I don't know how it pans out. Yeah, I, I don't know how you how you fight through something like that. And if you look at the if you look at the next seven games, they've got six of the top five, or sorry, six of the top seven teams. Because you got Oregon after that Arizona game. 
Those yeah, are, that's right, right. right. Those are the top that's teams right. in yep. the Pac-12, yeah, right? Absolutely. Oregon, Oregon State, UCLA, Stanford, and Arizona State. That's that's six in UCLA. That's six of their next seven. Yeah. We'll do the uh, shakedown coming up here in about uh, 30 minutes from now. But Oregon State did not see that coming. But, you know, every year there's always that team that kind of comes out of nowhere in the, in the Pac-12. I, I, I'm so happy about that. I, I just I, – I like that. I like that program. It's always been one of those that just seems to be like – every year, you know, Oregon State gets put on the schedule and someone says, okay, well, let's, that's a win, you know, and, and all of a sudden Oregon State's like, no, we're going to – no. We're going to change this has, around. We're going to has, turn this around. Has Oregon State had a good team since the Rodgers? Was it the Rodgers brothers? Jacquez Rodgers? Who was the? Yeah. Uh, mean, Mike, Mike Riley got Mike, him into a BCS game, and then Dennis Erickson took him to a BCS game, too, yep, I believe. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've had teams intermittently. It's just like never it been. every, like, 12 years. Yeah, it's never consistent in Corvallis, which I think is a great town, by the way. So, so anyway, yeah, I, I think that's fun to see. And I think that. It's got to be a, better than Pullman. That's a great, great coaching staff. And, and they're, doing, they're doing good things at, at Oregon State. So, yeah, Utah's schedule upcoming is very difficult. What, I mean, what should we expect out of this, out of this football team? And I think that, you know, all of these guys, uh, I, I c- clearly we're we're kind of understanding that they're trying to work through st- st- something that I, I don't even know how to describe how you work through it. But but should this team have an expectation of going out and performing well, or at least going out and uh, giving kind of a supreme effort in this game. I mean, where what are our expectations of this team going into Saturday? I have loosened every Yeah, same same every absolutely. Thought. And it's a great question to ask, but I I'm backing off expectations for this team. I've just loosened Does it. Does this football team have any obligation in memory of mm. No. to no. perform at a to mm. perform or or at least have an effort level to honor the memory, no. Would you put anything like that on this team? I would hope. I would like to see them do that in honoring of, but the, the grief that these guys are going through, I just feel it like is such a. It's such an X factor. You just. It's hard to. It's hard to. Well, I don't know how your team responded when you lost. Um, when you lost that guy, but I lost a teammate in the middle of the season. He went from starting to going in with for an MRI because he had oh, some numbness in his arm, yeah. to finding tumors in his head, to being gone in three weeks. So he was a starter, team captain starter, one of my best friends, to being gone in about a three-week period. Yeah, I'm, I was very close with his two kids, very close with his wife, and I watched this grown man in the middle of a professional season be gone. And I would have loved to play in his name, but instead you just see this big vacant hole of personality, of leadership, of character, uh, you know, and and there is, I mean, look, admittedly, Frank and Scotty, and I'm, this is, you never like to admit this, but there is a part of you that is able to say, oh, well, I'm not going as hard because I miss him, mm-hmm. or I'm not practicing as hard because I miss him so bad, and you you can put some blame on it. 
in your mind, you can make up that reasoning of, well, I'm just not doing this because the, the remorse is too much. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? For sure. Yeah. And so you are able to blame it a little bit, yeah. your, your work and your ability and everything. You blame it a little bit on, I shouldn't have had to deal with this. Yeah. Yet here I am dealing with it. And that's not fair. And you can't expect me to deal with it because this sucks. I miss him. And his yeah. team misses him. Yeah. We're not good as good without him. And so when you ask me what my expectations are, I'm just backing off. And whatever happens, happens. If they beat USC, and we'll get into this with USC, if they beat USC, that is a moment we all step back and we say, hold on now. Yeah. Wait. This team might be. This team might be coming together. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about USC. Yeah. Live here at Tim Valley Nissan in Murray, 4528 South State Street. Scott Gerard alongside Hans Olsen and uh, Frank Dolce. It's your U Preview show. We'll go until 2 o'clock uh, before the big show takes over. Remember, you've got some great lease options here. A Pathfinder for $319 a month. A Frontier for $329 a month. You can get that new Titan for $399 a month. Incredible savings down here. And they all come with that forever warranty. And that also applies to about 95% of their use inventory too. own that vehicle for as long as you want put as many miles you want on it and it'll always be covered and that costs you nothing it's the forever warranty courtesy of tim dally nissan and murray right here on the zone sports network it's game week for the cougars and the zone sports network is getting you ready for kickoff it ain't over till it's over it's back-to-back mountain west conference opponents for the cougars as they welcome in boise state to lavelle edwards stadium for a showdown against the broncos listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the cougar pregame show saturday at 12 30 with the postgame show immediately following the game from Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All Utes, all the time. This is your Ute Preview Show with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Let's go. All right. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, 1280 of the zone. Frank Dolce is with us. Wow. Did you just say BYU is headed for a hoedown? Because <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, huh? I said a showdown. <laughs> I know, but you had to correct it because it started to come out well, no, as I, hoedown. I'm so I every, actually, now every, every week when BYU plays, I'm going to call it a hoedown. <laughs> no, only when they're playing a team from Idaho. There you go. <laughs> Grab your partner. Go. Hey, so, hey, did you hear the conversation we had with Jay Hill and the fight song conversation? No. Oh, oh, Jay Hill was all about talking fight songs, and and His, Scotty and I instantly thought about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I liked it. I like to do that fight song game, but how do you? Where does Utah's fight fell song deaf ears? Where does it rank? You like it in the state or in the nation? <laughs> Bottom, <laughs> bottom third in both. Do Utah fans like to fight them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you kind of. Well, have it's to. Not like you, you inherit it. You, you know, it's like, hey, Hans, do you like your kid? I mean, what do you? Do you like your last name? Do you like your? <laughs> yeah. It was attached to you yeah. when you decided. Yeah. At birth. I are there more iconic fight songs? Yes. But by far, Utah's fight song is the best in the state. 
you used to love to pair fight songs against each other. Who is yes. the, who is the best fight song? Is it Notre Dame? Mich- Michigan. Yeah. Hell to the victors. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame, Florida State is a great fight. So I think it's a great Which fight one, song. Who's the one that goes? Dun, 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 USC. USC, man. Oh, that's USC. Yeah. Okay. And you have what do you, to, how could you forget that? They play it after every like positive yardage they've got a, situation. They've got a delayed draw that goes for a yard and a half. They'll play it. Seriously. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know fight songs. Who's, I, I could, you could play 100 fight songs. I couldn't attach it to the school. I bet if you heard this one. No, I don't know that one. Who is it? UCLA. I didn't know it. Scotty, would you know I knew the song. I just don't know who it's attached to. Those are the only two. I don't. I would sing another one. I don't. I can't think of anymore. Would you know another one? Well, that rah 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 rah. Cougars. That's not a fight song. How dare you? Don't do that. Now's not the time or place. Thank you. Thank you. It's not. It's. It's actually not characterized as a fight song. I think you could look that up on Wikipedia. (laughs) Don't tell me. I think they call it a hymn. I'm not sure. It's not a hymn. (laughs) It's not a tumor. Definitely. <laughs> Can you all turn your books to number 232 for the Cougar fights? Raw, Listen. raw, 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 raw. Listen, I, before, be, this is the Ute preview show. Man. So we're going to get back to be Utah. Careful. <clears throat> right? We're going to get back to Utah in the yes. matchup against the Trojans. It's not a hoedown. It's a matchup at the Coliseum where the Utes have not been very successful. Uh, how many games have they won down there? None. Zero. None. The last time they won down there was, what, like 100 years ago? They have won down there? <laughs> it was the first matchup. Oh. I don't, maybe it wasn't at the Coliseum. I don't know. So well, with that, this is obviously a difficult team to go up against if they want to play well. I mean, USC is such a, Jackson, or, uh, such a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team that you just don't know who you're going to get. I, I believe that as well. And, and we've said in the past that USC is always so talented that if they ever figure out on any given Saturday how to get all the talent moving in the right same direction, then they're just difficult to beat. But it is a team that's still in a little bit of disarray. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I watch, uh, I've watched them play several times. I think there's, this is a beatable USC team. This is a beatable USC team. Oh, yeah. I think Slovis is very manageable from, from the quarterback position. Like, I don't think he's super dynamic. He's probably a mid, mid to upper tier-ish quarterback in the Pac-12. And maybe I'd put him more in the mid. Um, London is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. If Jackson Dart's healthy, Jackson Dart's starting. Starting, there's no question. So I think that's po- you know I think that's positive for for Utah is that Slovis is is kind of manageable. Uh, I don't think the offense like I, I don't think it's a good fit the the offensive scheme and USC. Nothing against Harrell. I just don't think that's the right offense for that football team. And you know they they did get a little bit of a run game going against Colorado. Um, but it, all in all, I think 
USC offensively, Utah defensively, I I think that's a good matchup. Like I think that's a good like I think that's a winnable matchup for Utah. Well, I, I watched the USC Colorado game this morning, mm-hmm. and you blinked your eyes, and USC was up twenty to nothing, mm-hmm. and then. You watch them kind of just lapse for a few minutes, and they give up some plays to Colorado. They give up a, a fumble. We talked about Keontae Ingram, the running back. He's breaking these big runs and having these big plays, and then he gets a little bit lazy with the ball, and he's running with it out here like, yeah. a, like a chicken wing, yeah. like it's stuck on the edge of a chicken wing. <laughs> and a Colorado player just didn't even try to strip it, just tackled him, and, and the, the thing popped out. The ball came out, yep. And – so you get these really ridiculous, lazy mistakes, but then you get these incredible moments. There were back-to-back catches from Drake Landon, the guy that you were just talking yep. about. Back-to-back catches against Colorado in the first quarter. He catches uh, over-the-top streak, and then he catches a, a corner uh, and did it one-handed. And the streak, oh. the streak was in bracket coverage. And he just went up over the top of the defender and was able to pluck it out of the defender's hands. So it's unbelievable how good Drake Landon is. And then they've got another receiver, number 16, Taj Washington, that I don't know how good he's been through the season, but against Colorado, he was coming across the field on different drag routes and different slants and was causing all kinds of problems. But but then they just implode. Mm-hmm. They make a stupid mistake. Yeah, They run lazy with the ball. Or they'll block lazy and give up um, a huge tackle for a loss. Inexplicably, because I, I can watch the offensive line block well, but then I watch them just decide fall, fall, not to is, is that yeah. coaching? Is that having a interim head coach and maybe a head coach before that didn't install discipline? I mean, what do you attribute that to? I, I always feel like Helton never got the most out of the talent he had available. And now add to that a couple of recruiting cycles under Helton that weren't typical USC recruiting cycles. So I think there's been a lapse in coaching under Helton and now a little bit of a dip in overall talent, like depth of talent. They're still super talented guys on the field but the depth of talent has changed slightly so and that's you know interim head coach that's difficult to overcome in a a few weeks so uh i so i think it's a little bit of both a little bit of not quite as dominant talent wise and not as well coached um on the on the offensive side all right, 1244, Hans and Scotty coming up next. It's your Pac-12 Shakedown. We'll take you around the league. Uh, what's jumped out at Frank uh, over the first uh, month of the season? It's all straight ahead right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is DJ and PK. Joined now by BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo. What are you doing now to make sure when that time comes that you hit the ground running? I think there's ideas that we're working on right now. The first and most important is personnel. We have to have the right people in the right places. And we have two years of competition to be able to work through those issues. Second would be strategy. There are some strategic things that we're going to do a little bit different. It's because of the scope and scale of how things are. And then resources 
is a third. That's something where we have to really pay attention and be able to make sure that we do the right thing when we use these valuable funds that the donors and season ticket holders and corporate sponsors entrust to us. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Ute Preview Show with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It's your Ute Preview Show brought to you in part by our good friends over at Zero Res. Just because the leaves are changing colors doesn't mean your carpet needs to. Zero Res de- uh, delivers the perfect clean every time. No harsh chemicals, soaps, or dirt attracting residues left on those carpets, keeping them cleaner longer. Schedule your appointment today, 801-288-9376. You can also book online at ZeroResSaltLake.com or if you're up north, ZeroResDavisWeber.com. All right, Frank, you ready for the shakedown? Is Has there ever been a time when I'm not ready for the shakedown? Well, the yeah, the shows that you don't show up to. So oh. That and when... Here and that's directly in front of my mouth. That and when you show up to the show without shakes. How are we supposed to do a shakedown without shakes? Yeah, that's an excellent question. But ever since the two of you harassed me about bringing, never bringing shakes again, then I stopped bringing shakes. Yeah, because you bring shakes and then you shame us for being. You know overweight. what, Johnny? I'm you and I. <laughs> people have because of the things, the lies that you spread, and people have such a horrible I w- opinion of me. I I would never no, say anything like that. That's the one thing Frank is actually. I mean, Frank's mean to us about a lot of things. That that, that has not come up though. <laughs> But see, that's why we know, because Frank will tell us to our face how he feels about most things, but behind the scenes, he's like, oh, it's like those, those schlubs. <laughs> look, at, look at what we've wow. done with these shakes. Whoa. Uh, so Stanford at Arizona State this week. What's gotten into Stanford? Is Stanford for real? Yeah. How about that? For real? And by the way, is that not the most Pac-12 thing that ever happened yes. with Stanford beating Oregon? Yes. It is such a pack. Like, we were just talking the week before about how the Pac-12 needed to somehow illegally, legally guarantee that Oregon went undefeated to get into the playoff picture. As soon as they beat Ohio State, it was like, all right, we're going to lead the path. Everybody's going to roll over and play dead for you, and you're going to make us all a lot of money. Right. Nope. Let's bring in Stanford. Stanford was licking their chops. They, I mean, like, that's what they dream of, is going up against a top 10 ranked Oregon team. They always seem to have the, they're the, they're the answer. They're the antidote. Well, Arizona State, a 13-point favorite against Stanford. So here's, here's something about that game. Oregon's quarterback play, I don't think it's very good. And... That changes this week because I think Arizona State's quarterback play is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not exceptional, but, but pretty good. Like an upgrade. Potentially and, very good. And Arizona State um, has, has been able to run the football a little bit. Um, they're athletic. If, they can, if Arizona State could figure out how to not shoot themselves in the foot, they're, they're pretty good. And then they went out and, and dominated against UCLA in the second half. So let me tell you the problem I see with Stanford. So you come out of the gates. You're Stanford. You come out of the gates. You lose to Kansas State. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, wait a second, a ranked Pac-12 team? 
USC, you're ranked. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we're we're yeah. Then you, you know, then you play Vanderbilt. You end up losing to UCLA, but then it's like, oh, a top a top ranked Pac-12 team, Oregon. We got you. I'm looking at Arizona State. You know, they're still in the rankings, mm-hmm. not strongly, but they're still in the rankings. I just see Stanford beating them. And then you Stanford, see Stanford beating Arizona State. Yeah, and then Stanford getting beat. And I just, do, I'm with you. Just everything. I'm with you. Everything on this. that you would think makes sense just won't make sense. Yeah, that's, I'm taking Stanford to win. Well, this. I, I think if you look at this game, Arizona State should beat Stanford. I would not be surprised if Stanford wins, but Arizona State, very similar football team to UCLA who beat Stanford. Arizona State should come out on top in this one. Vegas, not a big believer yet in uh, Oregon State. They're only a three-point favorite on the road taking on um, Washington State, which Nick Rolovich team really needs a shot in the arm uh, to try to get themselves going, which we haven't (laughs) quite seen that yet. (laughs) That was so awful. It was so terrible. I thought it was pretty. (laughs) So, so bad. Washington State is tough at home. No, they're not. Yeah. Oregon, I think Oregon State wins this game by a couple uh, yeah. touchdowns. I mean, anything that anything that Washington State tries to do, I think Oregon State's immune to. I just think that there's a lot of things. Oh that, my God. <laughs> so stupid! You're so dumb. You're so dumb. Yeah. That, well, I'm just going to sit back. If you got more, then get it out. Oregon State's play out. has been infectious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what I mean, you're the Oregon State. Me, I mean, they're they're a popular team. They've gone viral, and it's been kind of fun to see. <laughs> I just hope Washington State doesn't blow a snot bubble all over this one. No, that one didn't work as much. Yeah, it didn't. I tried. <laughs> I don't think that's a symptom. Oregon State. Yes, it a, is. Oregon State's only a three and a half point favorite. I know. That's, we just said that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of Oregon sense. Oregon State. I think Oregon State wins this by a couple scores. I do too. Not telling you kids out there what to do with your money, but it might be something to look at. I'm big. I'm on the. I'm on the Oregon State train. No question. Uh, UCLA at Arizona. Uh, the Bruins a 16 point favorite. <laughs> that would be a 16 point home dog to UCLA. It's awful. <laughs> well, that that's generous. I mean, I think UCLA should win this game by by three touchdowns. Since the did you think a little less of them after that Fresno loss? UCLA? Yeah. That's a that's a tough one. And then Fresno State goes out and loses, loses to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. I mean that's just weird. That's just weird. I think that's a to me that's a, like a Chip Kelly thing. It's all weird. Which is a Chip Kelly thing would be a close game against Arizona in Tucson. True. So that's but, why but, I'm a little wary of that one. Yeah, I agree. That's how it could play out. But yeah. UCLA is just much – I mean, UCLA should beat them by three touchdowns. They're much better. I'm, yep. On paper, absolutely. They're much better. Now, they look terrible it, against Arizona State, though. They're they, – well, here – bad quarterback play from UCLA hurt them. Bad decisions from the quarterback position hurt them. Um, is Thompson Robinson had – who's, who's or is, is Thompson Robinson – No, he's – He's in. Is he? Yeah. But he he had this little thing where all of a sudden he was breaking out of the pocket and he picked up 15 or 20 yards, a couple of good scrambles. Well, that became his go-to. And all of a sudden it didn't feel like he was allowing the passing game to open up, progress, whatever was happening downfield, and he was breaking out of the pocket. And then, as Chip Kelly said, um, 
DTR has this thing about trying to win the game on every single play or win the game with every single play. And so then he's keeping the ball when he should be giving it and making poor decisions in the run game. So I think uh, after a tremendous effort the week before, DTR came back and had a pedestrian effort against Arizona. He's super talented. If he's on his game, I think that that, uh, UCL Arizona doesn't stand a chance in this one. Yeah. All right, there's your Pac-12 shakedown right here on the Zone Sports Network. We'll get back to Utah and USC coming up in our next segment. We're live here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, 4528 South State Street. Uh, We've talked about the Frontier, redesigned, brand new. The Pathfinder as well, which is really cool. My wife, she's driven, I think she's on her third Pathfinder, and she's ready to, to, to go for number four here with this new one. Well, you know, we've had that nameplate since the 70s. Yeah. Okay, so it's been around a long time, and it's proven winner, and now it's even bigger, better, better than ever, and it still gets, it actually gets better gas miles than it ever has, about 32 miles a gallon on the freeway for a seven-passenger car. Who doesn't love that? Oh, it's, it's incredible, too, and you can lease that thing for three nineteen a month. That's a crazy low price. Brand we are new. crazy, aren't we? Brand, Brand new. new. Brand, Brand new. new. Yeah, come on in. Yeah, get a nice low payment. Drive a nice car that's going to protect you on the road, that provides you a safety shield around you. It's like having a co-pilot that's watching everything around you, keeping track so that if you miss something, the car's got you covered. Yeah. That's what the Pathfinder will do for you. Uh, and uh, you've got 14 models, pretty much every new model here. At 0% financing. Yeah, 0% financing. And uh, one of the nice models, uh, don't ever forget, we have the electric car, the Leaf. Uh, seen those gas prices lately? You may want to look at that, yeah. Might want to look at that 220 miles per, per charge. So you can go anywhere you want uh, and do it. Never have an oil change again. Don't have to put any water in that radiator. Uh, it's just it's got like a, about a third of the moving parts of a normal car. It's absolutely incredible. And those things will get up and go, too. Yeah, they will. It's all torque. So when you hit that accelerator, hang on. It's surprising how fast they are. Great used inventory as well. And, and we talk about the forever warranty. About 98% of that used inventory has a forever warranty attached to it. And that's a groundbreaking, groundbreaking uh, warranty that we offer our customers. If you want to buy the car, you get a lifetime powertrain. The engine, the transmission, uh, it's forever. So as long as you own that car uh, forever, Put 200,000 miles on it. It's covered. 4528 South State Street. It is Tim Daly Nissan in Murray. Again, stop by here. we got Jazz Gear. Rich and his crew ready to help you out. 4528 South State Street right here on The Zone Sports Network.